Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quanell, the flippiest flip man in that's, Flip Town. Nope, that's incorrect. Mayor of Flippy that's, Flipsville. That's definitely not right. Also, yes, Luke is still off. He's got a Flip HD in uh, global expansion and security flips. <laughs> what? Uh, you actually interned with mm-hmm. a charitable outreach program in yeah. um, sort of sub-Saharan Africa where you taught kids to flip for two years. That's what, Yeah, you're right. You once ran a marathon across the length of South America uh-huh. flipping. That's not a marathon then, is it? <laughs> it's a long marathon. <laughs> Because marathon's a very specific, it's a specific ultra marathon. Sure, that's just a long run Mm. at that point. It's not a marathon. You once (laughs) pole vaulted over the Millennium Eye. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Why? Why is it? Why all of this, Ollie? Why? It's because the cliffhanger for last the last episode we did Mm -hmm. in the last few minutes. We had an email in that had unearthed your Park Core channel. Yes. From eight yes. years ago. Yes. Ugh. And I then st- we didn't get to follow up on I it. I still haven't privatized that channel yet, which is still on the to-do list. Has anyone tweeted you? No, they haven't. So I don't know if people are going to find it, but it's not hard to find based on the name of it. What's the name? I'm not going to say, am I? Because then people will go and search for it. Is it Flips? It's it's Flips. Flipsync. Yep. yep, that's the one. Um, this could be like our first viral TikToky thing. What you flipping? Me flipping. I doubt it. And it'll somehow. be like, can you guess how I did it? And then you'd post other videos with the the questions in the image, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, is them just a flip? Just flipped I'm, it. I'm just, I'm just a flip master. There's no mirrors. No. No. It wasn't filmed in reverse. No trickery. Just flipped it. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I'm concerned. I can't remember whether I mentioned this. I did mention this on the Raw podcast. 
that the only way I'd do a flip for the content was if I lost Wrestle League and then got suggested uh, Lucha Brothers. <laughs> and I'm now worried because I was thinking if I lose Wrestle League, fine, Lucha Brothers, that's a duet. That's fine. That's two people. But now it's me and Tempest have lost joint, which is a duet, and I've lost. So I'm worried, Ollie. I'm worried. It is insane how uh, sometimes the the game of Wrestle League and the Championship mm-hmm. follows the exact course mm-hmm. we would like it to take. Yeah. And yeah, loss Wrestle Talk is mm-hmm. not fine. We're fine. Got a Quizmania champion. Fine. Just not the Jam that champion mm-hmm. anymore. And you both lost Wrestle League. So what is the Lucha Bros music? It's in Spanish, which is already a challenge. Um, but it's the cero, miedo, animo, ero. And then, and then what stuff. happens? Oh, Spanish. Lots of it. No. That's Mexican, Spanish. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're Mexican. Uh, yeah. But it's lots of Spanish, the language. Okay. Not Spanish, the music. So you would not do a flip if, no. say... Uh, what are the other wrestling entrance songs? Sasha Banks's entrance music. Why would I one. do a flip for Sasha Banks's? I don't know, because that's what people want to see. Yeah, but the point is it's Lucha Bros. They're very flippy. That's that's the point. That's the that's the meme. That's the joke. Are there any other wrestling acts with similar amount of flip to Ricochet? Them? Pew, but, pew. but Ricochet's music is now bad, so I don't think people would suggest it. Oh god, have they changed that one as well? Yeah, of course they have. Oh no, yeah, I yeah, didn't. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. So, th- I mean, his old music, I could maybe see it. Mm. People suggesting it. The problem is it's not very lyric heavy. No. It's just the one and only to start with. And then it's, pew, I, think it's in, I think it's instrumental from there on. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. Just, that, that's a lot of flips you'd have but, to do to cover know, for the right, singer. Yeah. But I think with Lucha Bros, people would suggest it because Spanish, and that would be very funny for people to try <laughs> and perform. Uh, especially because Tempest has said, I don't want to do one in Spanish. Um, because he got suggested uh, Rey Mysterio for his previous one that he lost, and he was like, "I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't have to learn Spanish." Um, so doing it in Spanish is one thing, and also it's flippy, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like you are. I feel like you you are saying, "Don't vote or suggest Lucha Bros entrance I'm music." I'm concerned, but that's that's what you're going to bring about. I know. I n- I know. <laughs> I mean, I regret talking about it because mm. now people are going to latch onto it because oh, yeah. that's how psychology works. But, you know, whatever. Um, can we talk about something else instead? Can we talk about what happened on our lunch break, Ollie? Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> what happened, little PDP? So, Did the Easter bunny come? <laughs> <laughs> so our usual lunch break, we were sitting down. We normally watch an episode of The Simpsons while we eat, and then we'll play some speedrunners afterwards. That's the normal routine. We went down and we had some food and we watched an episode of The Simpsons. Ollie comes in as the episode of The Simpsons is finishing. Timed it. Timed it to perfection. As the credits were rolling, Ollie walks in. He says, hey guys, end of the episode, which means it's time for the first annual WrestleTalk Easter egg hunt. And we said, wait, what? (laughs) And he said, they're hidden somewhere around the building. Bearing in mind that there are a bunch of other offices throughout the building of various other people that work, other businesses that are not ours throughout this whole building. So we were like, uh... So, okay, well, we just got to look for him. He's like, yeah, there's four of them scattered somewhere around the building. We were like, okay. Five. So, there was also a box five. of chocolates for Sully. There's a box of chocolates for Sully as well. So then there was, we we got up and we had to, we, 
Some of us scattered to, to look for it because it was more of a team effort. I sprinted to the studio because I was like, that's obviously going to be where Ollie's hidden one. He didn't. Uh, Not and... in the office. No, nothing was in the actual places we rent. Exactly, yeah. So Adam went off and just started looking on his own. Like a Terminator. Yeah. He was like, he just stood up like a robot while everyone else was going, oh my God. And I felt like Oprah. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, Ollie, you're the greatest. Adam just walked past me with this mm -hmm. shark eyes mm -hmm. and walked dead straight down the corridor. And then I hear, oh yeah, Adam found his. <laughs> I, th I just imagine he was in the kitchen ripping stuff apart <laughs> like a Terminator. He was looking around with his red vision, yeah, scanning for for his objective. Um, so I went to the studio to go have a look, and loads of other people came to the studio. Nothing here, and then we all joined up. So it was me, Terry, and Andy, and Sully, and you. We Everyone but Adam. Everyone but Adam. <laughs> we were all together looking for everything together. Meanwhile, Adam found his. And then just went back to the office and carried on working. Yeah. Like nothing had ever happened. No no fun. <laughs> just, oh, did, did that. That's, thing, that's the thing off the to-do list. Game is complete. <laughs> Adam win. <laughs> so we spent ages was, looking for these things. It was a long time. It was a, quite a while because we found the right area. Because you were giving us hot and cold <laughs> clues. And we were in the right area. And we knew we were in the right area. And we just kept looking. And we were like, we can't find it anywhere. And especially because there was a guy in the area we were looking who was on the phone having a meeting and we were rummaging around the man to try and find uh, our Easter egg. And we couldn't find it for ages because we didn't realize we weren't looking for an egg. We were looking for the box of chocolates in that area. So two things on this communal space that yes. the guy was very fairly using, but arguably so were we. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the the box of chocolates was right next to his knees. <laughs> yes, it was. And it's sort of in the shelf under the table. Mm -hmm. And Terry had her... It was quite a dark area. Mm -hmm. Terry had her phone torch on yep. and was just shining it in his face. <laughs> like, she did not... Her, she got just person blindness. Mm -hmm. She just wanted to find the chocolate. Yeah. And then she like she forgot that the phone was on, so it was by her hand. She was looking at other areas, but it was still shining directly at this guy's <laughs> face. And then everyone got fixated by a sofa. Because I think there was once where someone was looking and you were like, oh, you were warm kind of thing. <laughs> so I think they thought, sofa, that's where it is, somewhere in the sofa. But you checked the sofa. There was yeah, nowhere right. else on the sofa to check. And three of you were just on it like... Demented hamsters. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite something. How, how did you feel about that level of power that you wielded over us? Well, I didn't. It, it didn't feel like power. It felt because I called my girlfriend afterwards because she she ordered the uh, the chocolate bunnies mm. and she was like, "How did it go?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I waited until they'd finished their lunch and their episode of The Simpsons that they always watch." And I was like, it "Feels like I'm talking about my kids." <laughs> And then I, I was just talking to her. It's like, yeah, they looked really excited and they, they ran around right away. And so there was no power. It was just I was standing there like, oh, this is like a dad thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You made an Easter egg hunt for us. Of course it's a dad thing. Yeah, I didn't realize that until yeah. it was happening. Um, but eventually we found them all. Uh, well, not... eventually. Eventually. My Andy one was the was last next. one to find. And yeah, you were last. I was last. And mine was outside. <laughs> 
So mine was just outside of a fire exit door that you'd put, which I didn't know if it was alarmed or not. So I oh, I was It should be, hesitant. I think, but it's yeah, not. But it's not. Uh, so I opened it, and it was chilling out there. <laughs> Took it back to the office. I was like, oh, thanks, Ollie. That was really fun. Everyone's having a good time. Go back to the office. And Ollie looks at morning. He goes, that's not how that's supposed to look. It's yeah. like, it's like got a hole in it. It's like, oh, it's melted from the sun because the chocolate was sitting outside in the sun. Yeah. It went full, like, end of Toy Story, Sid and the Magnifying Glass. Right. Because it's kind of that plastic see-through casing. Mm-hmm. And the, it was only out there for 45 minutes. Yeah. But it must have focused the sun in two particular points, and it has just scorched off the face <laughs> of the bunny. <laughs> it's melted inward, so there's just a gaping hole where the face should be. And in its chest. It's amazing. It's like boom, boom, two <laughs> bullet shots. You point write blank it. range. <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when you get the last one. Yeah, exactly. That's You're true. Five minutes quicker. Should have found it quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah was very fun. Yeah. Thanks, Ollie. One, the other, Andy's one was in someone else's office, which was. he was so weird about. Yeah. He was like, uh, I can't go in there. And then he did go in there and he found it. And in the process of finding it, he had to open a bunch of drawers. Yeah. And then he just left <laughs> with all the drawers open. I was like, no, Andy, close. It's close in our office. Drawers. I asked if we could put it there. <laughs> and then Terry, great. she was... I was like, maybe you need to ask, not just me. <laughs> and she looked at the guy who runs reception, and the receptionist was like, mm, I'll <laughs> never tell. It and was then, so funny. And then Terry just ran round the back, <laughs> and like she might have might have just like vaulted over the desk. Yeah. And while she was running round the back, she said, "Is it okay if I come round here?" And she was already round there rummaging through boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good because I spotted that he was probably in on it when we were coming down the stairs where the reception desk is I saw him he kind of glanced at you and took his headphones off and I was like uh, I feel like something's up there he knew and then yeah he had a very bad poker face uh, yeah. so yeah it was uh, it was quite quite entertaining though so thanks Ollie what a lunchtime happy Easter happy Easter ho 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 happy birthday Pete um, well let's get into uh, the main portion of the show talking about AEW Dynamite where they had great show. <clears throat> great show. Great two hour show. Yep. Great one hour, 55 minute show. And then there was a debut that was kind of bad. Let's talk about it. What did you think of the show, Pete? It was such a good one hour and 55 minutes of wrestling. Like, what a great show. Great show. Such a great show. Loved one it. hour and 55 minutes. It's the perfect length for a show. It cut off at exactly the right point, and nothing happened after that one hour 55 point. Mm. What a great mm. show. What a great night of wrestling. Okay, well, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you here. Luke's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, there was a little bit after yeah, a bit the more, Samoa Joe title win. <clears throat> so, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt started a feud with Joe last week um, with the Ring of Honor stuff, and uh, they got out of the. They were at ringside. 
watching from the front row. They got out, they had a present for Joe. And it was a present, and they opened it, and it was Jay Lethal's middle finger. Oh, Bang! Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> heel, 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 heel. And then the lights cut out. <gasps> uh oh. So the light if if the lights cut out in a sting feud, <clears throat> then that's on you for getting excited. Sure. Because it will be Sting showing up. Yep. I've 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 learnt that lesson. Same as Malachi Black. Exactly. Yes, good good point. But they're nowhere near this. So Mm-mm. and and all through all, all since the weekend, when he's not accusing people of being robots on Twitter, Tony Khan has been promoting the overrun to this episode. Yeah. A rare thing for Dynamite. They're always done bang on the hour, but they advertised a few extra minutes mm-hmm. because something big was going to happen mm. or a match was going to... We're just going to stick with it until there's a winner. Yeah. So I would say there was a lot of intrigue going in. Plus the lights off, lights back on spot. Mm-hmm. The lights come back on and behind Samoa Joe is this enormous man, seven foot two inches, who nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And he did a beatdown of Joe that was very lumbering. Mm-hmm. It was a Mossian, to yes. use a description. It was, there was, he, he threw Joe into the steel steps outside mm-hmm. like this. He didn't follow through. Yeah. It really bugged me mm-hmm. that he didn't. And Joe just like, well, I'll, I'll throw myself into it then. <clears throat> yeah. And then back in the ring, ooh, it's, he got him in a vice head grip thing, which I don't care about. No, that's a bad move. And that's how the show went off air with this new faction of Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excalibur said he was. He's a former NBA player, mm-hmm. but I read around. Not really one of note. No, he's just a tall. He's just a very, very tall guy from India, and the show went off air with those three over the new champion's body and the crowd chanting, "We don't know who you are. We don't know you." I believe. Yeah, we chant. don't know you. Yeah. <coughs> this was ill-advised. Mm. Or the whole packaging of this was ill-advised. I think if you want to bring in Satnam Singh, by all means. I think there's a place for him in AEW, for sure. Not in the main event of after Samoa Joe Minoru Suzuki match. Not with a lights down, lights up spot. Not with an overrun. Because that level of excitement has to pay off for the audience. And it wasn't paid off because no one knew who he was. He might be the best wrestler we've ever seen doubtful but he might be the best wrestler we've ever seen in which case this might be totally worthwhile on the hype but in the immediate in the now it's not because no one knows who he is and that level of hype and excitement for that spot should be paid off for someone that the fans know someone like you know uh, someone that fans would be really excited to see like a cesaro or johnny gargano or someone that they would be excited to see come into the to the company uh and having satnam singh undermined it completely because it then even though the the spot itself wasn't necessarily a bad mm. spot it was perfectly serviceable as a heel beatdown but it mismatched the place it was on the card massively totally i think that's that's an important thing to to take from this is that 
this is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. The idea of pairing the great wrestler Jay Lethal, the excellent talker, Sanjay Dutt, although I think Jay Lethal's a very good talker as mm, well. Yeah. And the huge muscle of Satnam Singh. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. The the report was from Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer. Uh there is a very complex deal that's just gone through where Discovery now own mm -hmm. um TNT's parent company, Warner Media. So next year when AEW's TV contract is up, it's like, ooh, actually now that's not as there's there's a bit more of a question mark over it sure. because change in management they just might not want to pursue wrestling I think they will but yeah. it, it's that's how WCW really went under mm -hmm. it was because the parent company didn't want wrestling it wasn't because it was grossly mismanaged it was because of that and apparently this is an effort to break India <coughs> makes total sense WWE have tried it multiple occasions Jinder Mahal disastrously four or five years ago um the great Carly in the noughties like we go through these cycles it's not a bad thing to explore but yeah like you said the way this was done as opposed to a couple of video packages mm -hmm. just having him introduce backstage or just have him come out with them to the ring or have him walk out and stand behind Joe mm -hmm. in that segment rather than the lights on lights off spot that would have all left a much easier taste. Yeah. But I have never finished an AEW show and gone, that felt WWE. Mm, didn't it just? And that is not what I want from AEW. And I'm not, I don't mean that to disparage WWE. Mm -hmm. When WWE do sports entertainment right, as we saw at WrestleMania, it is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But this was the bad part of WWE. This was yeah. like the the persistent push of very tall people who can't wrestle like a moss mm -hmm. and i thought it was just very very odd for aew to sort of even consider finishing on this angle yeah i think that this is this is a mid-card feud currently mm -hmm. even though it's samoa joe and big hype he's just come into the company <laughs> and stuff where Jay Lethal's been positioned so far, this is a Ring of Honor slash mid-card AEW feud currently. So having them put on a, a stunker of a title match with Minoru Suzuki in the main event, you can get away with that. I don't think you can get away with debuting new people into a mid-card stable in your main event spot in an overrun with the lights down light, yeah. uh, lights up spot. It just doesn't uh, mesh with what they've been presenting for the feud thus far. Um, so... I, I even think if they'd have done this exact debut as it is right now, halfway through the show, this wouldn't yeah. be anywhere near as bad. I still think it would have I been agree. not as good with the lights down, lights up. Fans still would have been disappointed. But if they'd have ended on uh, Punk Penta or something mm -hmm. like that rather than this and his debut came halfway through the show, this would have been much more acceptable. I think you could have ended... I'm more of a fan of generally ending on angles mm -hmm. because of cliffhangers. Sure. Um unless you've got like a blinder of a match like last week's FTR Bucks 2. Mm -hmm. I, th I thought the MJF angle on this show was perfection. And yeah. if, you, if you main event with Wardlow, just restrained and like, let me out of it, and I'll, I'll start booking you against people. I think that's strong enough. Yeah, if, if you have the ending bit of MGF booking Wardlow, if yeah. that was an uh, in-ring promo, him shouting at Wardlow through the thing, well, next week you're going to have mm -hmm. this thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And also just... Suzuki and Joe had a 
absolutely fantastic match. So much fun. It's well, it's it's a Suzuki match. Yeah. It's very similar to the Danielson Suzuki match. Yeah. And that it was well, I, I heard a hundred and four strikes. <laughs> God. So many. That's what I read. I didn't count them. Yeah. And when I say I heard, I wasn't like Listening out for the number of strikes here. Uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> listening from America. There's another one. Feel um, the slight vibration in your windows. <laughs> just like, ah, there's another. In my groins. <laughs> the groins. Groins. Like multiple groins? Yeah. Not got two you... groins? <laughs> just the one. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, like, they had an excellent match. Mm. Joe is the champion. He's got this feud with Jay Lethal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay. This is very exciting. And then they've managed to do one of those booking decisions, which has completely called me on the whole program. Yeah. Called me on the feud, called me on Joe yeah. after the title. And and the way the crowd reacted, the reaction I've seen online, mm -hmm. it's quite a clear failure. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot of people that <laughs> did not enjoy this. Um, there was a few people that said, can see why they did it, but it was a bad call. There's people that outright just said that sucked. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of negativity towards it, and I don't think anyone really has that much positive to say, other than I can see why they did it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what you all think with the Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Uh, Fran Chili says, what an amazing main event. Had the potential to be one of the best main events probably in AEW history with that Ooh, match. I wouldn't go that far personally, but super fun match. The fact that we say it quite often I know, right, is yeah. quite a credit to the company. Yeah. However, it was completely ruined by the fact of how Minoru Suzuki keeps stealing... <laughs> Stealing Alexa Bliss's gimmick. <laughs> that is very funny. I feel bad for Mr. Kajilly. CJ Lilly. CJ Lilly. Surely. Kajilly. <laughs> Whatever. I feel bad for Mr. CJ Lilly because, you know, he, he said that uh, Julia Hart was stealing Bliss's gimmick and now it's become a meme to mm -hmm. say everything is. Damien Gillum, 98% of this dynamite was oozing with charisma. I know the ending lacked for some, but the main takeaway is Jay Lethal being featured more prominently and call me silly, but I think it would be hilarious if Sean Dean kept picking up accidental wins. Yeah. By the way, Ollie, Prisoners, in my opinion, is the most overlooked film of the past 20 years. Wow. It's to De De Denis Villeneuve, Dennis the director, yeah. uh, as Insomnia is to Nolan or Panic Room is to Fincher. Uh, Villeneuve is a brilliant director, and I have his entire filmography, including Incendies. I imagine mm. that's probably a French language movie. Incendies. <gasps> I haven't seen that one. My my whole persona uh -oh. is based around having seen every single one of his movies. Now. Uh oh. Sounds like you need to watch more. <coughs> um, I I don't actually like Insomnia or Panic Room, but I do love Prisoners. Uh, Matt Carney, when a so-called freedom fighter obtains power from the hands of the state, we often see them adopt the same draconian ways as the previous government. As AEW continues to grow in both reach and influence, will it become indistinguishable from WWE? Maybe. Maybe. Like, Matt Carney. Tony Khan's a businessman. He does what fits in the moment. Matt Car Isn't Matt Carney the name of one of the former Bank of England governors? <laughs> is that. Maybe it's this him. is. <laughs> it's him. Big WrestleTalk fan. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is an interesting premise that mm. the revolutionary force ultimately becomes either mm -hmm. just as bad or worse, worse. than the government they, they overthrew. Uh, I don't see that happening with AEW. I, I don't see that happening. I think. If it if it did, it definitely wouldn't be like a sudden shift, and mm. it would be a gradual, very gradual change in time. Like you know, Tony Khan would be like, "I'm just hiring a couple of writers to help me out with the storylines," yeah. and then it would be like, "Okay, I, I just just need to expand the team a little bit." You know, we got a lot of shows. We've got Dark yeah. and Dark Elevation. We've got Rampage. We've got Ring of Honor now. It's just getting a few more writers, and suddenly he has this whole creative team, and you're like, "Uh oh." Brand split. Uh huh. Yeah. He brings in his son and daughter. Yeah. <laughs> He's. I mean. That will, I'll really like say possibly if Tony Khan becomes an on-screen character. Yes, that's always been mm -hmm. the proper measuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. Uh, that's when TNA 
lost it with Dixie. Mm -hmm. Plan R. Be careful what you joke about, folks. I always make jokes about the Yeti being all elite confirmed, and I think it just happened. <laughs> the Yeti. Uh, and just on Joe and Suzuki, Noah Fortner says, I took an Ed... <laughs> I took an edible before the start of the show and it hit me right as the first chops were being hit in the main event. I lost my mind watching Joe versus Suzuki. 4.9 out of 5 dynamite. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 98%. Like 98%. Um, also, I don't know if yours is updated or not, but we've actually got an ultra chat from Luke Owen. Oh, for God's sake. Um, who's donated zero uh, to say, <laughs> uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Samoa Joe is such a wonderful tribute to 07 era TNA. And what better tribute to 07 TNA than by having an incredible match followed by an inexcusably bad angle? Very well put, Luke. It's updated now. Well, Mark Luke. Mayhew, Satnam Singh is the name of my boss. I would have preferred to see him after the lights came back on. <laughs> at least at least then I know who the hell he was. <laughs> Don't want to be too negative, though. I love punk so much, and that Suzuki Joe Chop Fest was fantastic. So much fun. Mark. I loved it. A lot of marks in the chat today, actually. All right. <laughs> the last guy was Mark Mayhew. This uh -huh. guy's name is Mark. Uh-huh. That's stinky, what you meant. Filthy marks. Yeah. Since I saw the ending, all I can think is why didn't Lethal invade the ring so Joe would leave up the ramp? At the top of the ramp, Joe stares down to the ring and Singh walks out of the tunnels behind him, towers over him and throws him back down the ramp. That was a slight, like, again, a little nitpick I have with the, with the segment. This is not the worst thing about it by any means, but it felt like the heels were on top because they were being all Heatley. Ha 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 ha. You know, middle finger through the box. Yuck, 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 yuck. Lights come out, let's go out and it's like, oh, someone's going to attack Lethal. Like, oh. lights down, lights come back up. Like, I, the way I saw that was like, oh, heels are on top right now, which means power balance. Good baby face is going to even the odds, and they're going to side with Joe against Jay Lethal, and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, it's more more heel stuff. It didn't mm. quite line up with the way the pacing of the segment was going for me. But Bored dude at 6.30. Who would have thought that someone is less agile than a moss? I'll let it play out, though, because it's AEW. Agreed. Talk about sports underwhelming, as the saying goes. It's how you leave them. Mm -hmm. Joe and Suzuki was a total banger, and they just let out a wet fart. Yeah, I, I you know, I was like, because I had my ratings mm -hmm. open as I watch the episode, and I was like, I was I was making a space. It was like at the, the Manchester United versus, I don't know, Bayern Munich, I think, 1999 treble cup final. Sure. And they were engraving Bayern Munich mm -hmm. on the trophy yeah. in the 89th minute. And then Man U scored like twice or something. I was making space in my spreadsheet above 90%. Mm -hmm. And I ended up giving it 82. Yeah. The ending really, really matters. Brian Moore, finally for now. I never understood why in wrestling, if they want to grow viewership with a foreign audience, the answer is always a foreign heel. We're going to make our fans boo people like you. Please watch our show. I don't understand. Do baby faces not draw viewers? I don't understand either. I do not. I don't get it. It's a really good point. I, I you know, like the bet. I, I think it does seem it happens so often it's hard not to see it as some kind of stereotypical play. Yeah, it's the foreign heel. Mm -hmm. That is the only way to book uh, uh, people I'll, who are not of this land. I'll say to, to AEW's <laughs> credit, it didn't look like Satnam Singh was Indian man. He was tall man. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think the race in this part doesn't really matter. He was tall man rather mm -hmm. than Indian man. So I don't think it is foreign heel. He's just heel because he's tall. Yeah. Which doesn't work for what you're trying to accomplish with breaking into the indie market. So it's still the same same conclusion, but I don't think it was a stereotypical race thing that they did this time. I mean, I, th I look at 
the landscape of the last couple of years. I think the best version of this is Mansoor in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. People love the guy. I love the guy. Yeah. That's what you want, isn't it? People for both the countries to treat him like a baby face. Absolutely. But he's just even more of a baby face if you run a show over there. Absolutely. Yeah, I... Well, let's start on the whole episode. Keep getting your Omega chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Our opening bout here was CM Punk versus Penta. Penta Oscuro, yeah. more specifically. What a bloody match. Mm. God, these two are great, aren't they? Ah, I loved... At the start of it, they just started chopping each other. They yeah. just went for about 30 seconds, just chop, chop, chop. It was great. There were so many chops in this episode. Um, the thing that really sold me on this match was not all the good stuff that was great. It was the fact that there was a, a top rope hurricane runner botch, right? Where Punk just kind of like fell off. And, and then, an actual botch. And a, an actual botch where Punk just fell off and tried to go for a top rope hurricane runner. It didn't work. Oh, I'm not, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> right? I can't do the lucha. But then I was blown away by both of them and their ability to recover, turn it into a story within the match, and build organically to reset the spot. How do you do that on the fly? Because Punk instantly starts selling the knee and be like, oh, no, complete, I messed that up. Penta is like backing off, letting the referee check on Punk to make sure he's okay. Then Penta comes in, starts attacking the knee instantly. He Like, they didn't even speak before that happens, but Penta just knew that that's what he needed to do. Starts beating down Punk. Punk works back and he's hobbling on that knee as he's going around the ring again. Goes for like a, a knee in the corner and like, oh, he's like tweaking his knee as he's doing it. And they built up to getting Penta back on the top rope to then hit a top rope Hurricane Rana, which then the crowd popped more for because it organically built to, to Punk hitting the spot. It's absolutely wonderful stuff. I was blown away by both of them to, to recover so well. Experience. Yeah, right. It's just Punk. He He knows how to, he's got enough reps under his belt to be able to do stuff like that. I totally agree with what you said. When they whipped Punk into the corner as well, mm -hmm. and he collapsed before and he, he collapsed even fell. He gets to the, the corner, like wow, oh, great selling. And it's just you know, it's it's a it's a strike of luck because what do you use for your finishing move? The knee. Um, and you've got it. It's even more impressive when you think Penta doesn't really speak English, right? And they are figuring all of this out mm -hmm. as you do if you're a wrestler and you go to a foreign country and you just like, okay, I'm in Mexico. I just have to know the basic rules, work the left side or whatever. Sure. And yeah, I don't know. Do they just, do they tap each other? Do I, they... don't, I don't know, but it's magic. It's great. It's it's why they're professionals. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, really good story. Got so hot by the end. Mm. The crowd was brilliant throughout the entire night. They were. For the good stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of good stuff. Mm. Not everything. Yep. Um, but they were really, really hot finish penta caught punk's knee off of the gts which was so cool the crowd went mental when it caught they were like, oh, yeah. oh it was great and then penta sort of did the springboard punk caught him in the gts punk won um really solid match like i don't what feel match? like penta lost anything mm -mm. and it's for right now where aw are at punk is going for the world title soon he needs wins like these absolutely Not just wins against 
Lee Moriarty, mm-hmm. Penta is a good, sizable win. Yeah. I now believe that, yes, he really should be going for the top belt. Absolutely. Uh, we got footage of LAX attacking JAS mm-hmm. earlier in the day at the airport. Uh, they beat up 2.0 so bad. Angelo Parker's shoes and socks were off. Enjoyed this. This was great. Uh, I did think it was weird that they were like, on site, on site. We're going to drive away now, but on site. We'll, <laughs> we'll beat you up later. Uh, on is, site at the show. When, when we see you later, it's on yeah. site. But, uh, no, it was fun. It was a good little beatdown segment. At the end of the segment, Jericho screams, Where are your shoes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Uh, right after that, we went into the Red Dragon Jurassic Express tag title match. Uh-huh. Another brilliant match, oh. particularly near the end. Loads of near falls. My only like sort of uh, like not criticism because the match as a as a match was very very good, but just the overall tag picture. I felt like Jurassic Express beat Red Dragon too clean, and I feel just like over Red Dragon's time in the company. They lose too much, mm-hmm. and I just don't feel like they're actually that credible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I'm really torn on Jurassic Express as well, honestly, because they have had a good tag team title reign. They've put on some great matches, and that, but they're just they don't feel that mm. important. Is the problem? Like, there's you can't pinpoint anything that's wrong necessarily throughout their reign, but they still don't feel that important so when they put on great matches like this against red ring like great awesome match but then the angle coming out of it is ftr and red dragon and direct express still don't feel that important and it's 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 a bit of a shame because i really want them to do more i want them to be featured more prominently really i mean they are featured prominently yeah that's the the thing, tag that's I, don't, I don't understand i do agree I've, I've been saying it for a few months now aw's problem for me this year has been their champions aren't the focus and they're not the hottest acts and you hate hangman <laughs> hey, hangman i just want punk <laughs> uh and let, like that's just as a thought experiment what are the top tag teams in the company mox and danielson mm-hmm. definitely number one then it's ftr for me i think it's very close between moxie and danielson and ftr for okay me. i think after after ftr's exposure and they win over the bucks and how they've been treated since then i think that's they're very, very close between the one and two for me. But, but they're yes. one and two. Yeah. Then it's the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Then it's Jurassic Express, I guess. Yeah. They've... And th- and now you've got two other belts. You've got the AAA tag belts, the ROH tag belts. Mm-hmm. Is it too many belts? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It's We're not feeling it right now because ROH is still fresh and new and mm-hmm. it's exciting. But where's the TNT title gone? Why do the women have two belts mm-hmm. when they can't even manage to properly build up one? And it's, I think, what what we'll experience is a compounding of errors where right now it's okay, but in two months it's going to be like those times in New Japan a couple of years ago where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, every match is for a belt. It's actually quite suffocating Mm -hmm. for the feuds. Yeah, for sure. Because then the belts don't particularly feel special. Mm. Yeah. But the actual wrestling. Oh, so good. Great. And the the One idea match. of Red Dragon versus FTR very exciting. So cool. And FTR came out afterwards. Big pop for them again. <coughs> Stared down with Red Dragon. I popped. Yeah. Well into that. The Blackpool Combat Club. This is my William Regal impression. It's a bit God. soft. Do you, it's, a bit, it's a bit reserved. Can you do it? No. You are only supposed to blow the bloody doors. <laughs> That's... Up. War Games! Um, War Games! Yeah. Um... 
He's bloody excited about Blackpool Combat Club, that Regal. That's good. Uh, Mox, Danielson and Utah are taking on the Gun Club this Friday on Rampage. Club versus club. Mm-hmm. Who's got the better club? Mox said the Gun Club are goofs. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their kind around here. Mm-hmm. And Utah's like, the real work begins. So very, very exciting. And Gun Club, 24-0, and 0, yeah. undefeated. Yeah, as an actual, as a trio, mm. that is. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. I'm into that. My final note for the segment was, I love Blackpool Combat Club. Best, best thing going. Great. Jamie Hayter had the exact same segment as last week with Tony Storm backstage. Yeah. She said, I'm going to break your face yeah. in the Owen Hart tournament. And Tony Storm just turned and walked off. We got confirmation that it will be them two in the first round as well, which is interesting. I assume Tony Storm is going to win that one. I thought they'd build to it. Yeah, I thought, I thought they would have second well. round quarterfinal clash. Yeah, thing. I thought it would have been as well. But hey ho, uh, I thought Jamie was a decent promo, but yeah. I don't know why Tony didn't say anything this time. Just fell a bit flat at the end. Yeah. MJF then took on the captain Sean Dean in <laughs> what will probably be one of the sleeper best feuds. <sighs> Of AEW's first five years. This is so fun. <laughs> this whole segment was so fun. I, God. Okay, so MJF doing classic, perfect MJF stuff. Coming out. Oh, no, my jacket's caught. Oh, hold on. Hang on. Sorry. No, check. Zip's not coming down. Really sorry. Sean Dean's kind of walking around the ring and he's like, Way! and then just attack <laughs> Sean Dean from behind. He's like, of course, it, of course it could come off. And then just undoes the jacket. Great MJF stuff. Love it. Boom. Cut to backstage. There's security laid out. One of them doesn't have a t-shirt on. What's happening there? MGF beats up Sean Dean around the ring, celebrating out in the crowd. Walks up behind him. Great camera work. Wardlow in security outfit. Takes off a cap, mask, t-shirt. It's Wardlow. Oh, God. Wardlow's going to go after MGF. Starts beating up all the security that try and stop him. So much fun. He did a huge <laughs> spinning powerbomb onto the onto the uh, apron. The hardest part of the ring, Ollie. I, I wrote on my notes so many times. God, Wardlow is so cool. Like, they just make him look like a million bucks yeah. through every one of these segments. MJF is running away up the ramp because Wardlow is going to threaten to attack him, and security are separating MJF and Wardlow. But that has the knock-on consequence that MJF is getting counted out, and he can't get back in the ring because Wardlow is there, and the security <laughs> are there, and he's getting down to the ring, and he was like, I can't get back! Crap! And Bryce Remsworth is counting up, counting up. As he gets to the nine count, MJF grabs the microphone and says, Bryce, no, please, I don't know what Tony Khan's paying you, but I'll pay you triple if you don't count the ten. And Bryce Renzo's like, oh, I could do with the money. Ten! And a crowd go nuts. MJF gets a count out loss. Sean Dean wins again. Ah. I had such a smile on my face coming out of this segment. This was perfect. This was spot on. This was a perfect segment for what they needed to do. And Luke texted me this morning. Mm -hmm. What did he say? That MJF segment was perfect, all in capitals. And I said, yep. I agree. Yeah, he really did uh, say that. Yeah, it's uh, the, the the shot of Wardlow standing up, the dramatic irony moment of MJF being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Genuinely didn't see it coming. This was a perfect escalation of what they've been doing over the last two weeks. Yeah. And, and we saw this in the MJF punk feud. And I don't know if it's Max himself saying, well, this is where we should go next week in my storyline. Mm-hmm. Because he is a bit of a common denominator in all these feuds that just seem perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is exactly where it needed to go now. And yeah. after that, we got a promo later from MJF and Mark Sterling, his lawyer, 
and he said, well, okay, you, obviously I can't force you to stay at home because that's why Wardlow's been coming in through the crowd and busting up security. So I'm going to start booking you matches because that's in the contract as well. Mm -hmm. And you're a little pig, so you're facing the butcher. Mm -hmm. The butcher's going to... Oh, smart, isn't it? Oh, butcher. butcher. I'm excited. Love butcher. Love Wardlow. Two big horses. Oh, can't wait. Um, If I may... Mm Mm-hmm. It's Mr. Nitpicky over here. Oh, no. This was, the, this very, was perfect. This is a... And th- this doesn't really count as a criticism. It's just a, just a thought, really. If the idea... Because now Sean Dean has two wins over MJF. Mm-hmm. I assume the idea is they're going to want to maybe have, like, a little mini push for Sean Dean. I don't know whether he's just, like, a comedy goof who gets, like, fluke wins. Or the idea is... Only he's, over Max. He, he's, he's getting a couple of wins, and maybe he might, you know, he's going to shock people, and he might, like, put on a really good performance or get a couple of wins or whatever. Um, if that was so, then maybe he could have got in a move or two in the match before MJF got beat up. But that is... This is super, super, super minor, major nitpicky criticism if that is the direction of going with Sean Dean. I don't know if that's what they're doing. I don't know whether he's just a comedy guy or whether they are actually planning on, like, this is the start of a little, like... or. A very small minor push. I don't know. He's not a comedy guy. No. It's just a... There, there is just something in Max... Like, coincidence. Yeah. He's just somehow managed to beat Max twice. And that is the... Yeah. Per- it isn't a Sean Dean thing. That is... It's all part of Max's psyche. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely excellent. It was. Um. Oh, yeah. And Wardlow screamed backstage afterwards. Release me from my contract. Still beating up security and the camera cut out. Great. Darby Allen challenged Andrade to a coffin match. We'll get that next week. Cool. Blimey. Yeah. Malachi Black cut a promo on Fuego del Sol. Why are they feuding? I don't know. <laughs> He's killed them like seven times. Great promo, but come on. House of Black are one of the coolest things in the company. He's so effing cool is what i wrote in my notes they and need to be doing something much bigger i know right and he said his final line of being like if you want to know why i'm doing this talking by myself right now it's because i want you to be afraid of the shadows and i was like what a line Brilliant. oh that's so good we got the six man between jericho well the jas and lax next uh the jas were represented by jericho daniel garcia jake hager mm-hmm. and this Again, like what you said earlier about the airplane segment where they were like, we're going to attack you on site later on. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel like it had the intensity of the promo from last week where yeah. it was like, on site, we're going to, I don't care if your family are there. I don't care if your kids are there. We're going to hurt you bad. Legal tag. Tag me in. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they just had a, a very civilized, for the most part, six man tag. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. It could have done with like a, a no DQ stipulation or something to to aid the, the the feud. It was still a fine match. There was nothing particularly yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. with it when they did wrestle. It, like you said, it just didn't really fit with the the narrative that they've been going into this with. Um, I really like that there was a JR lookalike in the crowd, and <laughs> JR just went, "Wait a minute!" on commentary. It was great. Love that. Um, but Daniel Garcia eventually got the win mm. in this match after Chris Jericho hit Kingston in the back with the bat. Uh, yeah, Garcia gets the win on, on Kingston. Uh, I I wrote, that was fine. It, it was good. It's just a shame. I don't, I don't feel... I love the concept of JAS, but they're not doing it. 
They're not like, why aren't they wrestling like sports entertainers? Why aren't they having... Like, imagine if you had a Geratron. Mm-hmm. You didn't call it that, yeah. but a talk show segment that is just like ripped off from WWE. Imagine the heat that would get. I like that concept, the Geratron and the, the highlight reel and, and doing all that stuff and, and talk show segments. I don't think they should wrestle like sports entertainers mm. because I think that is boring and that's why people prefer pro wrestling to sports. Like AEW's That's how it audience. gets heat though. No, but, but you're just putting something bad on your show. It's meta heat. No, but then you're just putting on bad wrestling. Mm. I think there's that's a way just, around it. I, I don't know if there is because AEW's audience primarily will like pro wrestling, not sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Putting sports entertainment on your show isn't going to be like, oh, they're doing sports entertainment. They're going to be like, well, it's a bit boring. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch that, you know? That's why I'm watching the pro wrestling show, mm. not the sports entertainment show. I like the idea of a clash of philosophies. Um, Jeff Parker, when he came out for the save, still didn't have shoes and socks on. Love it. So that was good. Uh, then we got... <laughs> the crowd were hot all night. You mm. cannot say that the crowd did not do their job on this episode for sure so it's got to be down to the booking and just the presentation of a certain division marina shafir took on sky blue the match went three minutes but Mm -hmm. god it felt so long and awkward because it was silent Mm. and everything before it was intensely loud everything that came after it apart from the end brilliantly loud this was like Corpus Christi. Yeah, this wasn't very good. I, well, this wasn't very good from a crowd perspective. I think everyone involved in the segment did their job well. I thought Maria Shafir looked quite good in this match. I think she's got good intensity. That's nice. Like it. But it was more about Jade Cargill's backstage. She's on her phone and not taking her seriously. There's the baddie section, which had Red Velvet and Kira Hogan were in it. So it's like, okay, is that a, is that a faction? Is that a, is that a new thing? That's I don't know. Um, Mark Sterling is making notes backstage and Jade Cargill was no selling Marina Shafir. That was it, really. Uh, that was more the story about Jade Cargill mm. backstage rather than the match that was actually happening. So, like, the crowd weren't really invested in anything. They liked Sky Blue, said, hey, yeah. Sky Blue, and they went, hey! But then she got That's beaten it. down. What do you make of the baddies section? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I find it I very cringy. I don't, I, I don't know. Like... Yeah. I I'm not I'm not a woman, so I don't know if I can comment on the empowerment side of like, hey, baddies. God, I and all think that if stuff. I was one, I'd be very patronized. But, by yeah, maybe I don't know, but uh, eh, yeah, that's what I, I'd say. Look, this is a symptom of a division that is not a priority for the company. For sure, and as a result, people don't care. Uh, we got a hook interview. He's backstage. He is in a sort of training room. He's going to have his first match on Dynamite next week. And I think presumably it will be against Tony Nice because Mark Sterling came in and they had a sort of face off. When Hook walks out, he tosses an 18 kilogram sort of medicine ball over his shoulder effortlessly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a worked one. And they just put <laughs> yeah. a different. That's, that's heavy. Yeah. With one hand. Yeah. Didn't even kick his hips. Yeah. And Danhausen was behind him and it hit him. So I mentioned this on the Rampage review. I don't know if I get Danhausen. Mm. I, I, do, I don't know if I find his segments funny. We're on the internet. I know we are, Ollie. We have to. We have to. 
But if you t- if you don't have the context of who Danhausen is and already understanding and liking his gimmick and stuff, <clears throat> I don't know if you'd find these segments funny because he was a dude who was there and got hit by a medicine ball and went oof. You could probably is, say the is same that, is about that funny? Al Snow and Head and Perry Saturn and the Mop back in the Attitude Era. And people people remember that very funnily, I do. But I, but I do... Luke loves Danhausen. A lot of people love Danhausen. For sure, I'm not doubting that. I, I you know, I... It's just, yeah, it just doesn't... I don't get it either. Ad- but, you know, Ad- like, Ad- I can't get everything. Oh, I'm yeah, happy sure. that people... I think you should have diversity on the show. Absolutely. In the gimmicks. Uh, then we got, oh my god, as if there wasn't enough amazing things on this episode anyway. Keith Lee... There was a promo first. Oh, was from, there? Uh, American Top Team. Oh, I missed this. Yeah, it's good. They, they, they did a promo. Battle of the Belts. Please let this feud end. Please like, let Battle of the Belts Jesus. end. <laughs> well, yeah. But, God, I, I don't... Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are such heels. Mm-hmm. Just turn them heel, please. Let yeah. this feud end and then have Sammy and Ty turn heel. Please. Dan Lambert, babyface. I agree. No. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland took on Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, just heartwarmingly emotional hometown boy Ricky Starks. What an ovation for Starks when he came out. This because was he awesome. could see Velvet as yeah. well. Really nice. Apparently, you can see Hobbs saying to him when he got the ovation, I told you. <laughs> which is just so lovely like the idea that's that Starks really cool. didn't know how yeah, much yeah, yeah. like you hear those stories about Kingston before the New York show mm. and Mox is like no you're going to get a huge pop and he's like mm-hmm. I don't know stop being nice about me <laughs> <laughs> that is the Kingston way uh, but this was an excellent match mm. somehow well not somehow it's Keith Lee and Strickland but the crowd just cheered everyone. Yeah. And Swerve and Lee were in a difficult position being against the beloved hometown hero. Yep. Uh, but, you know, when you do a, a moonsault of someone's chest, you're going to get cheers. That's fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I think he's done that once before in NXT. I can't remember whose chest he went off, but right. I feel like I've seen that spot before. Still, though, really cool. Love it. Um, I also thought that the right people won, which is weird. Because the babyface team has Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland on it, like two of my favorite people. And yet, the heels won, and I was like, good call. Matt. Yeah, Taz tripped Keith Lee after mm-hmm. a really, really fun tag. Oh, so good. And he went, he fell straight into a powerhouse Hobbs spine buster. Mm. And Hobbs got the win. So Lee has a singles victory over Hobbs. Hobbs got the pin here. Mm-hmm. I, you know, rubber match. Yeah. Hoss fight. Yeah. I, I love everyone in this match. It's Hobbs who stands out the most to me still. Really? Week after week, I'm like, God, he has got something. He's improving at such a rate Mm. in just facials and intensity that it's very rewarding to see. For sure. Yeah, that's totally fair. I Yeah, I love everyone in this match. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad this was on Dynamite and not Rampage. Yes. It made it feel bigger. Uh, We then got a woman's segment, so it wasn't any good. The big go-home angle for Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose. Battle of the Belts this Saturday, which will probably be the main event. Maybe? Or it might open the show. I can't figure it out. Nyla turned up with a cake. Rosa pushed the cake into Nyla's face. Nyla's blinded, so she takes out Vicky Guerrero by accident, but then can still beat up Thunder Rosa despite being blinded by cake. So nobody looked good. And there was a cake in it. 
what what was the thought process here? I don't understand. First off, Vicky Guerrero doesn't need to be here. We've said this probably enough times now. We've said it on, on the Rampage review. Vicky Guerrero does not need to be with Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is such a good promo. And she's over anyway. Yeah. She was over way before Vicky. Absolutely. Got, she was champion before Vicky. Yeah. With her. And then to have Thunder Rosa involved in a segment with a cake, which already isn't good. She throws the cake in Nyla Rose's face. And if that was the end of the segment, that would have been like, that's bad. Mm-hmm. And then she takes out Vicky Guerrero and you're like, oh, okay, that's a bit funny, but still not very good. And then she just beats up Thunder Rosa. So Thunder Rosa looks like an absolute chump because she got beaten up by someone with cake on her face. Yeah. Like, what, what was the thought process? I don't know. Maybe they had two weeks worth of angles and they were like, now we'll just shove them into one week. And it doesn't work. Afterthought process. Mm. Not thought process. Yeah. The women's division is not a priority, unfortunately. And it really shows. Nyla Rose got cake on her face and then stood tall. That was weird. <laughs> Tony Khan's going to make a huge announcement <laughs> next week. Of course he is. What do you Where reckon it, it is? Up there! In the parking lot! <laughs> <laughs> that again. Uh, TV deal for Ring of Honor? Yeah, that... UK show because UK show WWE just announced their UK all out show. this year is gonna be in the UK. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be like no. a fight for the fallen yeah, style thing. Totally, yeah. Uh, uh, or Fighter Fest. That was the other mm, one. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's bought Impact. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, really good video package for Adam Cole and Hangman Page. Oh my God. Rampage. Stop it. <sighs> I have to watch you now. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, also. Jungle Boy versus Kylo Riley in an Owen Hart qualifier. Oh, yes. Whoa. Whoa. Where did that one come? Yes. More of that, please. Yes. I do love AEW's ability to just have, like, all these great tag teams. You know, I love those tag teams. And they say, oh, what about a singles match between Mm -hmm. some of them? Like, oh, yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, And the main event was Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. We've covered it kind of and the, the angle, but just to briefly go over what happened. Chops happened. Lots of chops. 104 of them, apparently. Uh, so good. They unloaded on each other real hard in the first five minutes. Oh, yeah. It was just chops. It was fantastic. Their chests welted up red, purple mm-hmm. within the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And Suzuki was just like... Yeah. Loving it. I, The bit that got me was looking at Joe's eyes when he started getting intense and he was just staring down Suzuki like, come on, hit me! And I was like, I, mm. I felt it. I felt it so much and I loved looking at that. What a fun match. So good. What a fun match. And Joe won with a muscle buster in the end. New Ring of Honor TV title champion. Big yep. thumbs up for all of that. I said, well, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. So great. So go out of your way to see it. It's mm. unlike any match and also exactly the same as all Suzuki matches. Yes. And that is not a criticism. Not at all. Unless you're Andy Datsun, in which case that is apparently <laughs> a criticism. Um, Tony Schiavone at one point, like, you know, in the seventh minute of consecutive chops, he just goes, these are men. <laughs> these are men. These are men. And I thought that set that's like, they're so brave. Mm-hmm. Brave boys. But like, they cut to a shot of a guy in the crowd who was just like, like hulking up. And I was yeah. like, I know exactly how you feel because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. 
there's this thing that watching violence really excites me mm-hmm. in a safe way. <laughs> <laughs> in a safe way, you know, just like, to clarify. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I really like watching people get hurt. Mm. In a, but they're in actually a safe not, environment. But they're not hurt. Yeah. But they, I mean, they are like, hurt. Like mildly hurt. But like intention there it's consensual hurt that's what it is consensual hurt because joe you know they're they're, they've both gone in there to put on a show Uh so they are being consensually hurt that's it Uh uh-huh okay this is a breakthrough (laughs) (laughs) your therapist is gonna be so proud i like consensually hurting people hmm or being consensually hurt myself that is a youtube short right there right that was the uh, the final bit. Nothing else happened. I gave this 82%, um, mm-hmm. but goddamn, I was ready to give it 90-91. So really, that that final two minutes, it, it's remarkable how much it can sour the impression of a whole show. It is how you leave them, folks. And another thing that wound me up about that last bit is that they didn't give Joe any time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like, he was still on all fours getting up from the victory when Jay Lethal started cutting and Sunday Just started cutting their promo. Uh, And it's like he didn't even get to revel in that at all before the angle, which is just, again, it's another thing that just kind of soured the whole (coughs) segment. Just to mention a few things for Battle of the Belts as well, Mm. we have Jonathan Gresham defending against Dalton Castle. WrestleTalk podcast special guest yeah. on Dalton Castle. I love Castle. He, he is great. great. I hope he gets his music still. Yeah. Before we get in with all your Omega chats and thoughts on that episode, say a very special thank you to our pledge hammers on patreon liw's american muscle tyler gamola this is our 25 dollar above patreon back it's patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk by the way barbaric garrick morgan he can last sean for longer than you in the ring the cleaner kenny shah gavin cash money kashiwabra rob steiner recliner the baker adam cake bed Brad. <laughs> Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Ooh, Kingslayer. I'm so glad that you got that one. Rue the Day, Rowry O'Brien Kelly. The Knight Rider, Kit. And finally, for the 14th of April, Hall of Fame Class 2022, said those words out of order, <laughs> The Batsman, Nathan Batty. Thank you ever so much. Go over to become a Patreon right now because next week. It's me and Luke doing an exclusive Patreon review of NXT TakeOver Dallas. Ooh, it's going to be good. There's also Very Fan Quiz on Mania next week as well. Ooh. And uh, we're going to be doing After Dark at the end of the month as well, which should be a good one for reasons. Lots of Omega chats here. Thank you very much, folks. Nate S says, you get $10,000 for each chop you take from Joe and Suzuki. How many chops? How much money are you making? $10,000. <laughs> I'll take the one, please. $10,000 is a load of money. I'm fine. $30,000 I reckon I could last. You reckon you could do three? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. It's not Walter. When we took the chops from Rampage, uh, Rampage Brown, and he was doing them at like half pace, mm. I still had bruises on my chest for like a good few days afterwards. Okay, one of us is more motivated by money. Nick Corvello. <laughs> hey, Ollie and Pete. Hope you guys are well. I marked out so hard for the Chop Fest. Chop Fest. Chop Fest. That was Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. I didn't expect them to immediately get into it with the, the chops. And when mm. I expected them to stop, they kept going. Mm. What an insane match. Oh, so good, though. Bored Dude 630 again. Enjoy more of my tax return. MJF. Stay home, Wardlow. Wardlow. I'm not finished with you. I'm all for this feud, and for once, Bryce did his flipping job for once. Mm. Plus, Wardlow and the Butcher, yes, please. Big meaty men and all the beef. All the beef. Pork, te technically, because Wardlow's a pig. Natess, Ollie, before you start, just because Lee got pinned doesn't mean he's getting lost in the shuffle. I told you guys Swerve Lee would make a perfect tag team. I want them to be single stars too, but they work so well together, they even have special combo moves. Can't believe he's getting lost in the shuffle. Um, so bad. Him taking the pin here was the right move. Yep. Uh, Hobbs and Lee is a great program. Mm -hmm. However, he... Look where the TNT Tyler is right now. Sure. It was a prop to get Wardlow into a feud with MJF. Yep. And now it's doing nothing on Scorpio Sky. Yep. Just give Keith Lee the TNT title. Yeah. That's fair. But like two weeks after he comes in. Sure. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think he's lost in the shuffle if he's not got the TNT title. Dan Tarkle. I guess one of us just loves Keith Lee more than the other. Probably. Dan Torkle. I love AEW, but it's indefensible when they give women's division one squash match in a two-hour-plus program and overrun, and then have a cake-throwing angle. Mm -hmm. I bet Tony Storm loved that. <laughs> yeah. Talent isn't the problem, it's time. Yep. Tony Khan is sadly conditioning the crowd not to care. Do better. Yep, that is his thing. And then the thing is, the more he conditions it, the more he has uh, reason to say, well, can't put any women on the show because everyone hates it. Steve Atkin. Tony Khan making time for a Tony Nese segment and an insipid Men of the Year promo, but having Chris Statlander debut her new character on Dark, Ugh. plus the treatment of Thunder Rosa's title reign thus far, is endemic of AEW's terrible booking of its women's division. Legitimately didn't know Chris Statlander <coughs> had debuted a new character. Uh, that was kind of a few weeks ago. Oh, was that like the... the yeah. The Black Trunks now. Was that her new character? Uh, we've had five chats, by the way, specifically on how bad AEW are treating their women's division. Mm -hmm. uh, Painted Viper. I'm gutted about the Marina Shafir Sky Blue match. I was so hyped for it because of her being in NXT. The crowd was so dead. Definitely not a credible opponent for Jade Cargill. Yeah. Uh, Chance 25. It's getting harder and harder to ignore the lack of women's wrestling on these shows, to be honest. Like, do another week of LAX chasing Jericho and co around. Do literally any women's match in that slot. It's far past unacceptable at this stage. I agree. Uh, the Raven Effect. Moment of the show this week? Was it Keith Swerve as a team? Was it Joe Suzuki? Was it setting up FTR versus Red Dragon or Jurassic Express? No, it was Nyla screaming, I love cake. <laughs> That was funny. She is funny. She's so damn funny. The segment was 100% WWE up until that line, neither rules. Still think it was pretty Yeah, it, it, it was words. bad. It, it didn't quite save it, but it was very funny. Hot tag. Kronos937 uh, said, uh, Nyla didn't have to see Rosa because she was on top of her. She just had to reach out. Very anime to let the person hit you so you know where they are. And the line of the night, joke's on you, I love cake. Yes. 
there's also is yours not updated is that no. a problem yeah wow. yeah um now we've got chats about blackpool combat club uh the sheldon show said hey guys did you see the post show segment on youtube with blackpool combat club and danhausen oh. uh regal selling danhausen's <laughs> curse made me laugh more than it probably should have really funny stuff and proof regal is one of the best actors in wrestling I'll watch that after this. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. I, no. I knew it happened, but I hadn't seen it. Uh, Zachary T. Robinson said, uh, the post show with uh, BCC afterwards was so great. Regal selling the Dan House and curse like his life actually depended on it. I nearly died laughing. <laughs> and Yuta walking out with Mox and slapping the hell out of Max Caster like Regal, Regal first did to him. Fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Smith said, In ring, this dynamite was near perfection. Mm. But Wardlow aside, I feel the storylines are all spinning their wheels in places. I can only hope TK is saving something big for Rampage, Battle of the Belts, to at least close the week stronger than the fake Carly did. Yeah, like, MJF Wardlow. Where's the other proper... Meaty stories? Meaty story. Because Kingston's stuff is kind of dissipated by just how many people there mm -hmm. are in that feud. Punk will go for the title. Mm -hmm. Page and Cole feels like it's past the boil and I, a, a bit predictable, if I'm honest. Yeah. Particularly with Red Dragon not winning this this yeah. week. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swaggle bit. Uh, well, that's the thing. A lot of them feel like more organic stories that you tell over a long time. Of Punk is, is getting a lot of wins, and that will lead to him getting the title shot. Mm. But it's nothing like immediately like here's the angle for this feud that they're in kind yeah. of thing. Uh, Swaggleboon said, did we get three Mark Sterling segments in a row last night? They need to space those out, or better yet, introduce another manager type character to share those roles. Not looking forward to, uh, Dollar Store Great Carly, I think is, um, unfair, but, uh, at all. Ring of Honor is muddying the AEW waters IMO. That's fair. Uh, Riot DR says, hey yo. Uh, well they did it. In one week, Raw and AEW have ruined the lights out spot for me. <laughs> Pretty meh in this case. The cranium crush just doesn't seem to do it for me. On a more positive note, Chops! I love you all. You can't stop me. Jam that jam. Do you just hear people talking to you when you hear Chops? Yeah. Because that's I what I hear. Yeah. Legitimately, because that is... <clears throat> What's your nickname? Adam forever? and Laurie, I believe, both call me Chops. Still? On the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Meng says this show was amazing. Great opener, great tag match. Suzuki versus Joe was uh might have been the uh, the thing I wanted most in wrestling, and it didn't disappoint until the post match. That felt like a WWE booking. First time getting disappointed by AEW. Mm. Mm. Uh, William Tochi Jr. said this uh, the debut felt very similar to when Uno Grayson debut. Uh, nobody knew who they were aside from a few, so I'm willing to let this play out. But to do it after Joe Suzuki was a horrible idea. Four point five out of five show, and I can't wait till Adam versus <laughs> Adam on Friday. Yeah, I've seen people compare it to the Dark Order Ring Rush mm -hmm. segment. It's nowhere near that bad. No. Uh, William Billy Trelloir butchered that name uh this show as a whole was a great show that had a shameful wwe style ending like how andy is a great host and should host hey more. no it's a bot it's a bot mods mods there's paid, bots in the chat paid for by someone bots terrible jonathan bryant said AEW title fantasy booking uh page beats cole epic heel tactics babyface sympathy uh sorry the title goes to cole i assume is what they mean Heel tactics. Mm -hmm. uh, Cole then drops the belt to Danielson, wrestling clinic, book an Iron Man. Danielson then drops the title to Punk, callback unfinished business, Nexus story. Punk then drops the title to MJF, belt versus career, gives Punk a swan song, and MJF the most epic heat. Wow. That is that is like four years of, of booking, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's 
Danielson Punk, I wouldn't want Danielson to put over Punk. Mm -hmm. I'd want whoever has the championship to put over someone younger, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. They could probably have a title match, but whoever has a title should keep it, I think. But MJF ending Punk's career. That's poetic, you're right. Just mashed my microphone mm. into the table there. My bad. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, oh, how do you say this name? I think it's Aoife. Aoife. A-O-I-F-E. Sorry. Damn Irish. Aoife. See a pan. Uh, Ollie, saying that wrestling like sports entertainers would be meta heat is just another uh, way to say people wouldn't like the show as much. No, it would be a conscious recognition that they're WWE in it up and the, the crowd would boo. Okay, you're on Pete's side. I think I'm right. That's because I'm right. Uh, Mark says, uh, One thing going unmentioned about the Hook segment was Sterling and Nice interrupting. Nice hasn't done much so far, but if this leads to a match with Hook, it should be great. One of the better choices to go for a longer match with Hook that, uh, that Nice can still lose. I yeah. think, yeah, that should be really fun. Looking forward to it next week. Uh, Nate S said, uh, Seems like they're putting on these crazy stacked cards with dream matches uh, to make up to the cities that they had booked and cancelled for the pandemic. They kept saying how they're finally in New Orleans after almost two years. Yeah, I saw a tweet recently of what the AEW roster was like when those tickets went on sale versus now. Like the promotional graphic that they had, it was insane. It was like Jericho was world champion. You had like wow. Brody Lee was on it. You had a lot of like uh, Young Bucks, like the, the proper babyface Young Bucks and stuff like yeah. that. Like all of that stuff. It was like, whoa, that feels like a completely different like time in AEW's uh, huh. history. It was really, really interesting. Um, did you want a hot tag yeah. to these ones? Uh, Chris Nolan question about former AEW wrestler Cody Rhodes after watching his match on Raw am I the only one that wants the crowd to chant Tope Suicida when Cody goes for a dive through the ropes how would they chant that Tope Suicida Tope Suicida Tope Suicida why? yeah I'm confused on the reference if there is one does Excalibur go Tope Suicida probably yeah it's not, it's not why. It's not a chance with Cody. Yeah. Uh, Aaron James Spear. Hello there, guys. What's your opinion of Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma as a whole? I've never seen anybody talk about him or LDF in social media at all. So I'm curious on what your perception is. Plus, great job on Monday, Andy. Proud of you, bro. Look, obviously a bot. Ignore that last bit, but you're more familiar with NXT. Uh, I love Santos Escobar. I think he's great. And I think Legado del Fantasma, look awesome especially when they do their big like pay-per-view caliber entrances and they have all their get up mm. on they look awesome though Raul Mendoza has just been renamed uh Cruz del Toro that's a better name is it Danny G Menberg for eight months hi guys sorry if you've answered this before but who would be in your OSW boys stable ah uh, Luke knows what this is I, I can't remember we have answered it before well Pete I don't think Pete has um OSW are very good, but I'm not familiar with all the in-jokes. Why is a boy's stable? I have no idea. Um, can Mod, mod Mother, can you, <laughs> can you tell us what the boy's stable is <laughs> in the dock, please? Uh, get Off My Plane has become a member. Oh, that's not a comment. That's a name. <laughs> get Off My Plane. Uh, Matthew Robinson, hey, I just wanted you to know, you guys to know how much you take away from my stress every day. You guys are a godsend. Also, I've used BetterHelp, and it's a great service. Of course, one of our sponsors. WWE is putting out TikTok videos with Cody Rhodes' theme, so people know how to sing along. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody, 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 Cody Rhodes. Whoa! 
right? Yeah. And Nick Corvello, one more Omega chat for today, off topic. Just wanted to ask if my gift package to you guys came through safely. I saw that it was delivered Monday after being customs held for five days. Hopefully nothing is missing and the bubble wrap was put back in. We haven't had any deliveries. No. I'll go and have a look though, Nick. Thank you yeah, very much for we'll, sending we'll something. Double check in the office to, to make unless someone else has taken it in or anything. Um, haven't heard of anything. We'll, we'll see. Um, and more. Noah Fortner, I goddamn love AEW, but its constant poor treatment of the women's division pisses me off because they have such great characters that they don't do anything with it. Makes me question my support for AEW. Also, where's Andy? Okay, it's another bot. It's another bot. It's unfortunate that we have to end things that way. Yeah. But yes, we agree with that bot about the women's division. Yes. So yesterday, Ollie, um, I happened to go to Drive's. Um, oh, oh yes. after work. Yes, yeah, yeah. after work. Which I, I didn't really think about because it was a board game club shoot. Mm -hmm. Normally, they just stick around at drafts afterwards, have a couple of drinks, and it's nice. And I went there, and I don't think I can list off all the names that were there for reasons, but there were so many people there. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of insane because I, I went there with the intention to just pop my face in, say hi, how'd it go? How was your board game club shoot? How was the other shoot that was happening? You know, mm -hmm. all the all the stuff, just check in with everyone and see how everyone was doing, and then I was going to go home. <laughs> Wasn't even going to drink or anything. Just show my face, go home. But then there was loads of people there who I hadn't met in person before, <gasps> and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then more people started showing up, and more people started Aww. showing up, and I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And I was just, we, ha we, we had to migrate to two tables because there were too many of us. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, it was a fun little evening. It Aww, was great. It I was really jealous. nice. I wanted to go, but I had a, a gig that was mm. booked two years ago. Nice. And it just got rearranged and rearranged. It got rearranged so much that the music they played, I had never heard. <laughs> like a third of that gig was me just going, well, that sounded cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I'll enjoy it in a few months when I've listened to it more, but just play the stuff I know. <laughs> Why aren't you playing what I know? I booked this gig after your album came out three years ago, <laughs> and you've released an album and a half since. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I oh know I'm gutted I didn't get to go to that. Mm. It was really, really fun because um, I got to see Blair again, mm -hmm. which was the second time that I've met because the only other time was a Christmas party. Got to meet Blair's partner, who is a lovely man. He seems really nice. And I'm kind of sad I didn't get to speak to him more. Oh. Um, but yeah, he's like a, ve a very nice man. Um, and a few other people. Why is he so nice? I, I don't know. There was just like an aura about him, you know? <laughs> he was very chatty, very smiley, and really open to any conversation about anything. Hmm. And really like invested in the person that he's speaking to. It was, it was really nice. He huh. seems like a very nice man. Um, and I kind of got it. I couldn't speak to everyone a bit more. There was a few people like uh, Sully and, and Dom Allen. Sully's but, always here now. Sully's in the office now, but whatever. Um, and like Dom Allen, I didn't really get to speak to. Didn't really get to speak to Tom that much. Mm -hmm. He was there. There was just a few people. I was like, oh, I wish I kind of spoke to these to them more, but it was really nice for what it was. So, yeah, that was cool. I've only properly met Dom in the last week or so. Mm. And I thought, surely he's not that evil in real life. <laughs> no, he is. He is. He really is. He's got a yeah. really evil face. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, it's not really a persona. That's just no, him. that is him. That's just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very um Machiavellian. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, all the time. He that, is that him. noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly personified. That's him. Um, but yeah, fun little evening. But you had a gig. Mm-hmm. Who who was it? Who everything, was everything. For? I'll sing you some of their songs. There's bangers. Okay. Regrets. Regrets. Regret. Okay, you don't know that one. Nope. Spring, summer, winter, dread. I don't want to get older. No way. No way. No way. Um. <coughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> what? It's re- it's their first single. It was um. They sort of sampled someone coughing and made a whole beat around it. It's really good. Is it? It is. You'll, I'll, I'll play them to you after we finish this, and you'll okay. be like, hot damn, I recognize some of these songs, mm. and they're they're all bangers. But the last song they closed on was uh, No Reptiles, originally just an album track, but it sort of took on a life of its own at live shows because it builds so epically. Mm-hmm. And it has since become, just mine and all my friends, is uh, let's pick up someone dance. Mm-hmm. So at weddings, usually we pick up the groom. Nice. And sound. we couldn't do it at the roundhouse, but we all we all Sadness. we all hugged each other. You all hugged. Yeah, it was super lame. That's the equivalent. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back with more content soon. It's going to be me and Denise tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Team Penice riding once again. Love it. Yes, that is the phrase I'm going with. Uh, and then Saturday, it's going to be me and Tempest. So I've been on every podcast except the NXT one this week. Hot dog. Slacking. I know, it should be on the NXT one, really. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.